This toxic nectarless flower is spread by ants. I'm Devin Boker, and this is a wildlife. Well, a short. My family and I, we, we took a trip back to Malax Cathio State Park a few years ago for Mother's Day. And while walking along the Cathio Landmark Trail, we spotted this, this little white flower. I'll admit, it doesn't exactly look like anything special, just your standard white flower with a yellow center and green leaves, but its generic appearance hides a spectacular truth. This flower is called a bloodroot. Sanguinaria canadensis. Why? Well, here's why. If you puncture the stem, it bleeds. Bloodroot is a perennial native to North America and blooms between March and May. It's called bloodroot because if you break it open, the stems or roots bleed. If you've ever done so, congratulations, you're a murderer. Just kidding. Uh, the blood is a sap, and it's a deep, rich, reddish orange. If you want to read more about the range and how to identify this plant, you can do so on tons of different websites, including minnesotawildflowers.org. But my focus today is on two particular traits of this flower's ecology. It's toxicity and dependence on ants. I will, however, share one tantalizing taxonomic anecdote. The genus name for this flower, Sanguinaria, in its Latin roots, the first part of that name comes from the word sanguis, meaning blood. You'll see this pop up in other places, like some bat scientific names, or the word sanguivore, which means blood-eating. Or even in Skyrim, where the disease-causing vampirism is called sanguinaire vampiris. Bloodroot is one of surprisingly many plants whose seeds are spread by ants. It's called kokiri. Myrmicokiri. Myrmicokiri? Myrmicokiri. Can't ever say it right. We don't often think of ants in this way. Though, if you've ever seen A Bug's Life, maybe you have. The seeds of the bloodroot have, I hate to use this word, a fleshy structure. It's called an eliasome. It's high in fats and proteins, and it's the perfect fuel source for these tiny workaholics. Ants will take seeds back to their colony where they will dine on some and bring the rest to their nest for their larvae to enjoy. So they can grow big and strong, relatively speaking, of course. But here's a catch. The ants have no use for the rest of the seed, so they toss it aside, bringing it to the ant equivalent of a dump, where they bring all of their waste, frass, and, well, deceased. This nutrient-rich garbage pail provides the perfect environment for the seeds to germinate and sprout into new plants. As far as pollination is concerned, that is still left up to the usual suspects, bees and flies, though there's a catch. Bloodroot produces plenty of pollen to be picked up and spread about, but they don't produce any nectar. Meaning, bees and flies still do all the work, but don't get any sweet treat as a reward. Which is just rude. I mentioned before that bloodroot is toxic. Bloodroot produces alkaloid toxins, primarily sanguinarine. This toxin, if applied to the skin, may kill all of the tissue in the area, resulting in a large scab called an esker. If ingested, it can cause conditions such as epidemic dropsy, vomiting, and loss of consciousness. I would attach some images and links in the uh, episode notes, but uh, here's the thing. It might be for an educational benefit, but it's kind of, you know, gross. So, I'll leave you to look that up at your discretion. There have been medical uses of this in the past, and the FDA technically allows it and certain quantities in toothpaste for its antibacterial properties, but it has a great potential for harm, disfigurement, and possibly aiding in the development of oral cancer. So, 
claims of medical benefit should be seen as a medical quackery and nothing more considering the risk. Thank you for listening. I'm Devin Boker. This is a Wildlife. Support the work that we do. Our full-length episodes, our shorts, our blog, all of that stuff at patreon.com slash thewildlife. 